Exact Nature's all-natural CBD-based products are specially formulated to help you lighten the load in recovery, be it with addictive cravings, depression and anxiety, or improving sleep. Founded and run by a father-son team, both in recovery, this issue is personal for them. Learn more at exactnature.com, and as a listener of the Sobriety Diaries, use the code TSD20 to receive a 20% discount at purchase. Again, TSD20 at exactnature.com. I had actually already called the Cleveland Clinic to get into a functional medicine doctor that my pain doctor had suggested when I first brought this up as I was doing my research. And I had to wait 10 months for that appointment. But um, that appointment was coming up, I think, in August or September. Once I got into that appointment, I had just made the decision. So with when you're with pain management, you can make the decision to take three months of prescriptions at once. But if you do that, you're discharged. So you can't go back to them. And so I had made the decision before the functional medicine appointment to do the three months of prescriptions. And I really didn't plan on doing the full three months. I thought I was going to go immediately after I saw functional medicine and got like, you know, I wanted all my bases covered. I'm the type of person yeah, like right. I have to know everything about something before I jump in. So um, Lizzie is quite the researcher. <laughs> <laughs> the hyper focus is real. With me. <laughs> yeah. I was afraid of tapering down. I was on so much medication. It would have taken forever. Yeah. Um, and obviously I'm about instant gratification. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, It would have taken so long. And also at that point, when it comes to addiction, I had not yet kind of crossed over to like a hardcore mental addiction. So I was very physically addicted. Like I would have withdrawal symptoms if I didn't take the medication, not even like trying to not take it just like in between doses. It's like different, you know, when you're, you know, I mean, as it wears off, I guess. I knew I wanted to do it all at once. I knew I needed to go someplace inpatient because I didn't, I knew I didn't have the strength to weather that storm alone, you know? Same. So the goal was to get my body to a place where I could most efficiently and successfully detox inpatient. So they gave me like this really strict nutrition guide. Like we started shopping at Whole Foods, (laughs) um, so I, and they recommend, oh, and they put me on all these supplements, tons of supplements, like detox support. And was this leading up to the detox yeah. or, okay. So they recommended that I do it for a month, that if I did the food and the supplements for one month before I went into the medication detox, my body would be the best setup to, to go through the detox from the medication. Right. Cause I knew it was going to be hell. Like, yeah. And I remember I checked in on December December 8th. So it was like a month and a half that I yeah. was like, Oh my God. Like, you know, then I, I mean, oh, when I say I didn't waver, I knew I was going to do it, but I was given this three months of prescriptions. And it's like, if I can push this off. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I did that, but I didn't let it get to the point where I was like out of medication. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, I wasn't going to take it that far. And actually the day I went to check in, you know, they go through your medications and they say, okay, we're going to give you this for like detox, like for withdrawal symptoms, you know, while you're in there. 
I was prepared for what I would go through in those three months that I would be in agonizing pain. Um, but up until I got put into pain management, like that was part of surviving was just right. figuring out because you, you don't always have pain medicine, you know? So um, that was the goal. Cold turkey. I don't know. I was losing my mind. I the The discomfort of withdrawal is so especially for everything I was on, like it was just so intense and I had added to it and I still didn't know what was happening to me at the time. So I was like, I don't want to be here. They were like, you have to be here. I was like, cool. I want to die. Like (laughs) I, I, it was, it was really bad. I don't have those thoughts a lot, but I was like, there's no way I can do this, you know? And I wasn't, I wasn't completely right in the head. I really thought that I was dying. I thought that these people didn't believe me like that they couldn't possibly understand what I was going through. Now, afterwards, I know that I was going through a lot more than what people go through because I did the precipitated withdrawals and the this antipsychotic that made me crazy. Yeah. And so I was like, I have chest pains and I did lie. It was a lie, but I needed to get out of there into a hospital because I really thought I was going to die of a heart attack. It's such a good thing that they don't let you leave. Like, honestly, the best, the best um, policy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that whole incident I feel like was kind of in a way a gift because I was given I was basically sedated yeah during the worst part what I thought was what I experienced as the worst part of withdrawal they say that it peaks after like 72 hours um withdrawal and it was it wasn't a walk in the park when I was there um but after that point, I only took like three or four doses of the Subutex and I was allowed to have it like every four to six hours. And I was there for seven days and I only took like four doses of it total. And the doctors were just kind of like, wow, like we've never seen somebody accelerate through this so quickly, you know, especially with the amount of medication you were on. Right. And I was so annoying when I checked in, like you have to like check in all your medications. So I had like a grocery bag because these supplements come in big bottles and you can't just take something in a baggie, you know? So I like have all these supplements in bottles and they have like this safe where they keep the medication. There wasn't even enough room for it, you know? So they had to have it like in the corner of the little med room. And I was like, I am going to take these supplements. You're going to let me take these supplements and I need them. So they did. And like, at one point the doctor admitted, she was like, I think all that, you know, preparation you did probably did a lot for you. Oh, that's so amazing. I felt really um appreciative that I had prepared, you know? Yeah. Um how how has your relationship with pain, I guess, changed? So I think when things were bad, I wasn't able to separate separate out anxiety from pain. So mm. like like I said, it 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 has to do with your ability to cope with the pain. And if I was anxious about anything, I assigned that to, well, now I can't cope with pain. And now I do, I'm, I'm very mindful of my anxiety. And like I, like I said, I've almost gone in the opposite direction of blaming things on anxiety and not, I question how much pain am I feeling? Is it a perception? Is it real? Is it necessary? Do I have to medicate this pain? Like, and that has stuck around. I mean, this, this was at the end of 2015. And I mean, it's 2022 and it's, it's stuck around and and I did have a daughter. And when I was off, you know, when I was pregnant, I was off medication Yeah, and it was fine. Like it was, so one thing I have learned though, is I can't, I can't say I'm in pain. 
if I vocalize how much pain I'm feeling, or if I tell my husband I'm having a lot of pain right now, it will, I've noticed it's worse if I acknowledge it. So if I, if I just keep it to myself and say, okay, you can handle this. And I, cause before this, like when I would be having pain, I, I was not shot. I'm not, I'm, I'm an open yeah. book. Yeah, yeah. So I would tell people like, this hurts really bad. Or I would scream out in pain or cry about pain. And I do stuff it in more, but it actually, it actually helps. It really does for me at least. That makes sense. Um, and that, that's one good thing about my relationship with pain is that I just, I don't talk about it. I don't acknowledge it. It's not a part of my life. Like I don't want my kid to hear me complaining about being in pain. Cause I don't want that to be a lasting memory of hers. Like, yeah. Oh, my mom, she was great. She was in pain her whole life. Like, it's just not something I want to be attached to me. And I don't know if you remember this from when we were in college and on, like I was so angry about having, I've always been yeah. angry about having like this chronic thing. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's not something that I'm going to be like open with. And like, I don't, I don't tell a lot of people about it. Um, if you do find out about it, it means you're like a close friend, you know, yeah. Yeah. because I just like to kind of skate by, like, I'm just like everyone else, you know? Yeah. I think also what kind of fed into this, because I wasn't diagnosed with the congenital defect until much later, much later is I felt like I was always trying to have, trying to convince people that what mm. I was going through was real, like with doctors and stuff. So I think I, I kind of went out of my way to seek validation from people that weren't going to be like, Oh, I don't believe you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, things that I don't even realize until later, but I do think that I was, I was spending so much of my energy trying to convince how can I exist if I have this problem that's based in medicine and this person that is also based in medicine is saying, no, you're, you're just a pill seeker. You know, right. Right. it, it takes a toll on you. And I think maybe one point I had started to believe that even like I had to separate out the anxiety from the pain. And that was, that was a big part. And then just like I talked about the loss of personality, like I wasn't, I was like a 20% version of myself, you mm. know, like my light had been extinguished is a good way to put it. That's and accurate. I know, yeah. I know that now. I mean, the year, you know, like after you get through this, like the way you feel so phenomenal, people just don't understand sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I think I could get annoying, you know, sometimes because <laughs> I'm just like happy with life and like yeah. more chill. You know, I think that surprises a lot of people. One of the things that and just sort of speaking about that, too, and like once you get to the other side of it and you have these different um, perks or different like things that you get to experience now in life where at least for me, it wouldn't have been possible. But one of the things that has been really special for me is the ability to, uh, you know, repair relationships that have perhaps suffered because of my addiction or look back and, um, you know, take accountability for things that I was responsible for in addiction and, look to um better those things and yeah. i think that uh you know you certainly for me when our relationship sort of had been fractured was really right at the end of my 
using and in my active addiction when I was placing zero um, responsibility or uh, accountability on my relationship. So I, I have things to say about that too, because like for me, like the loss of personality that I talked to and about and relationships, it was like a slow, it was like a slow decline. And I was not, I mean, I was a shell yeah. version of myself. Yeah. And I know that you noticed that. I'm glad that we have been able to sort of crack the ice and sort of forge this new beginning yeah. to a relationship that has now been over two decades um, yeah. and one that I really hold dear. So I'm glad that like we can have this opportunity to repair things that horrible um, sort of outcoming of of my addiction for sure but i i would imagine if i could probably speak for you as well um being one of the things that i regret the most so i'm happy that we can sort of um, yeah move forward and and try to you know repair um you know we can't make up for lost time but we can create new memories Thanks so much for listening today, friends. Hopefully you heard something that resonates with you. And if we help just one person, our job is done. Make sure you check out today's show notes for all of the information on today's episode and how to connect with our guest. You can find all things podcast related and subscribe to our show at thesobrietydiaries.com, youtube.com slash Nate Kelly, where we upload today's video podcast on Instagram at the Sobriety Diaries pod. Check back every Wednesday for new episodes with new stories to tell. But until then, try your best not to drink and be good to yourself. Bye, friends.